This week, we feel the need. The need for Top Gun. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am Jonathan Hollywood Rooney Taylor. Ooh, oh, we Hollywood. didn't give ourselves call signs. We yeah, you oh, fucking idiots. Uh, and I already got the best one. I'm Mark uh, scanning my apartment. <laughs> uh, pa- big paperclip Rosendahl. Nice. Call me Ivanhoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this week, if you hadn't guessed whatsoever, for the first time we're dipping our toes into Lake Cruise, we're watching Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> I want some butts. <laughs> there are distressingly few butts in this movie. Yeah, but there is a great deal of wanting for butts. Oh, this True. is a very horny movie. It's vocalized. This was the first time I noticed there were butts on the helmet. Yeah, helmet butts. Lots of helmet butts. One of the Rio uh, operators gets a boner whenever uh, Migs get close. Uh, a hard on. Yeah, he gets a hard, hard on. on. Yeah, hard it was on. the eighties. We didn't get boners until the late eighties. Nice. True. Because up until then, it was still the name of a character from Growing Pains. <laughs> oh yeah. Boner. Yeah. Yeah. Boner used to be slang for like mistake. Yeah. yeah, which Pain's is how old. that character from Growing Pains got that name. Although, to be fair, a lot of erections are mistakes. That's true. <laughs> like all the ones Matthew Broderick has in Road to Wellville. Uh, he has erections in that movie. They very clearly state those are erections. erections. Yes! That became boners because they were mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this brings up a very philosophical question of when does an erection become a boner? All through high school. Yeah. True. <laughs> Ages 13 to 18, yeah. I think. It's exclusively... And oftentimes up to 20, 22, 22. I do, I do very much believe that from middle school on to high school, no answers at the blackboard... Sure. You oh, yeah. should not be asked to leave your seat unless you have all of your books you can take with you. Correct. Right. right. Yeah. Definitely. Anyways, now that we've given all that information <laughs> out, <laughs> little PSA on boners. Uh, Top Gun begins like all movies do in aerial combat. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it begins with a very long written screen about how uh, there's a school formed in 1969 known as Fighter Town USA, but we all call it Top Gun. Yeah, that's entirely irrelevant. There is way too much backstory given to the history of this town. Yeah, absolutely. Just to arrive at the fact that it's just, that's ah, Top Gun. Yeah, they should have just said... There's a place called Top Gun. You know, like this movie, Top Gun. You don't even need the the script or the screen with the writing because they're going to tell you later you're going to fighting school to Top Gun. Yeah, the principal from Back to the Future says, I have to send you to Top Gun, yeah. slacker. <laughs> and we will very much ruminate on the fact that we are in Top Gun school well, because throughout the movie. Everybody wears hats that says Top Gun. They sure do. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, fellas, this is 2020 brain, but it is a soothing balm to see someone put on a hat that has writing that says something other than MAGA. <laughs> mm. Every time someone was putting on a hat with stitching, I got real worried. And I then mean, I was like, oh, it just says Top Gun. Yeah. Delightful. Thanks, movie. <laughs> Hats can be neutral. Yeah. So the movie begins, well, we meet a, a crew of fighter pilots in their F-14s. F-14s. That's right. Uh, we have two crews. There's Cougar and Merlin. Uh, Merlin, played by young Tim Robbins. Yeah. And then there uh, is... Cougar, played by Tom Cougar Mellencamp. John Cougar Mellencamp? No, his Tom son. Tom Cougar Mellencamp. His son would have been like two. Yeah. Yeah. But he was smoking cloves already. It's true. It was highly irresponsible for the Navy to hire this pilot. Yeah, also, but he was John Cougar Mellencamp's son, so like, you know he's going to be all right. You know he wasn't sucking down cloves. He was sucking down chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, the other fighter pilot team is our our, our heroes of the heroes, movie. Absolutely, uh, Maverick, played by Tom Cruise, and his rear uh, goose, as played by ER's Anthony Edwards, seen here with a full head of hair. Yeah, yeah. and mean, for the first and last time in his entire career, it's I a little bit running got, away from his forehead. Yeah, he's I think got the he's got feet. a full head of hair in the first Nerds movie too. Uh, yeah, if you look closely, you'll see that he's just standing in front of. Very Various mops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so uh, they uh, come into contact with two MIGs of indeterminate, possibly uh, Russian origin. They're from Red Star country, country yeah. of the Red Star. Yeah, but Black Red Star, not like Blue and Red Star, like North Korea. They it's, are yeah. in, they're they're MIGs, so they're Russian, but they're theoretically sold to some other bunch of communists. Yeah, they all wear uh, like. The uh, shaded aviator uh, uh, goggles on, uh, not uh, helmets. Vibes. Yeah, right. Which is as, like smoked as pioneers by San Diego Chargers running back Marion Butts. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Throughout the rest of this movie, there's going to be a lot of our heroes flying in like broad daylight uh, with a lot of sun glare. Yeah, and like no one's wearing aviators, dudes. My man. They're called aviators for a reason. In fact, they will spend all their time outside the plane wearing, wearing aviators. aviators. Yeah. Yeah, it is bananas. Well, we needed to be able to see their beautiful faces. That's true. When, uh, when Mark, you said uh, that you did some reading on this movie and uh, all of the crew had thrown up. Yes, during all their... the actors who flew in the planes during the lead up to making the film would eventually throw up at some point in the planes, except... For Anthony Edwards. Nice. Yeah. That guy can take some G's. Yeah, man. But it brings up a, a good point of just like, nah, these actors could just be in a box on gimbals that we move around. Well, see, John... And, and they can use their acti pretendo powers... To make believe that they're up in the sky. See, yeah, but then we don't get all of those awesome, awesome pictures of their faces grunting and sweating. <laughs> yeah, and also, you're forgetting the amount of money that Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson paid to the military industrial complex to get those planes. Yeah. $7,500 an hour for just the fuel. God damn, I bet that's true. It Jesus. is true. It's absolutely and that's true. that's 80s dollars, back when dollars were worth something, my friends. Yeah, that's yeah. like $10 million, million an hour. Right. 
in this day's money. Uh, so they are. You in... could buy a company town with that money. <laughs> you could yeah. buy Fighter Town. I USA. think Alec Baldwin did buy a town, didn't he? I thought no. Kim, Kim Basinger, Basinger bought, bought the, the town, town. and then but he Alec bailed her it. out. Yeah, yeah. Alec yeah. got it in the divorce. Yeah, yeah. the uh, town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clint Clint Eastwood didn't buy Carmel. He just ran for mayor for some yeah. reason, and I believe won. He oh he was yeah. very much the mayor of Carmel. Yeah. Uh, and he ran on, like, a platform of, you're allowed to eat ice cream outside. Finally. Well, these, the these fucking jerks won't even let me breathe without a mask on outside, let alone eat ice cream. It just tells, we live in a hellscape. It just tells you a lot about Carmel that Clint Eastwood was running to the left mm-hmm. of the current administration. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, these MiGs uh, are in uh, our airspace? Indian Ocean somewhere, because they go back to the same boat at the end, right. so they're still there. Somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. There's basically a little bit of cat and mouse uh, flying around. Maverick pulls a couple Maverick moves, including putting his plane into an inverted dive on top of a MiG and then giving the pilot the finger. And this is enough to intimidate man from Red Star Country to fly away. Yeah, he bugs out. Which is pretty impressive. That's yeah, a strong yeah. middle finger. Yeah, yeah, that's a good middle finger. I've never given anyone the middle finger and then caused them to run away. Here's the thing. I think in a combat situation, if I'm ever close enough to an enemy combatant to receive the finger, oh, I'm way too close. Yeah, that's this fair. This is no good. <laughs> that's kind of like the Braveheart mooning thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very, yeah, it's a very aggressive gesture yeah. that close. Uh, so Maverick, uh, goes back. While this is all happening, of course, uh, the other pilot, Cougar, he gets, just like, loses his mind because the MiG just showed up. Yeah. And here's Maverick... A, here's a little story about Jack and Diane. Fuck this! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pretty much loses it, because he got caught. Like, he, he got a missile lock on him, and the MiG just, like, hung out behind him. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess... Toying with him. I guess the planes all have, like, Wi-Fi or NFC chips, because when you lock on to someone else, they hear the beat. Yes, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. computer in a, in a modern fighter will tell you that. If there's a missile lock on you, you can detect that. This may come as a surprise to everyone in the room. I don't know a whole lot about fight flying. What? <laughs> I, in fact, know very little about... Peace flying. <laughs> you don't. You don't know nothing about no sky sailoring. Yeah. Well, you probably. I know done. that I would have so much respect for sky sailors. <laughs> sure, they sail the skies. Everything I know about flight comes from Final Fantasy airships driven by a man named Sid. Well, good guess. Or in Final Fantasy VI. Setzer, the gambler, who puts a casino on his airship. That's right. <laughs> I think that's the only one where the airship driver's not named Sid. I uh, in four, which was released as two here, your main character is the head of the Red Wings. Right, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But still, that most of the airships are by Sid. Sid. Sid is always airship adjacent. Like, he is the mechanic of the airship. Or like in seven, he straight up steals airships. Yeah. And is a... What I love is he's a grizzled old man, a very Clint Eastwood type, very like shock of white hair. He yells at chairs. a cigarette, yells at everyone, does lots of swear words, and you're like, oh man, this old man, he's been around for a while. He refers to himself as a cranky old bastard. Then I look in the instruction manual, he's 32. <laughs> that's because he's younger than me. But that's because your hero's 13. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You always forget in every one of those Final Fantasy games, your heroes are all like fucking 12 year olds. Yeah. It is wild. Uh, so uh, Maverick uh, is going into land. They're almost out of fuel, but then he realizes that Cougar is still just drifting out there. So he spins around and escorts him back to the aircraft carrier. Which would have killed several deck crew. Yes. Uh, because he lands and he, then like yeah, bounces he, no, he off. He blows through it. You can do that. That's no, no, totally no. real. He too. straight up touches down on yeah. the aircraft carrier yeah, yeah. and then pulls up again. As long as you don't hook that wire. In fact, if you don't hook the wire, you have to. You throw the afterburners and blow off the other side of it. I've done that a ton of times in PC games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk. That is how it's supposed to work, though. Yeah, but did you ever do sure. it in the Top Gun video game? <laughs> no, no, because it is because fucking impossible. Because you cannot fucking land. <laughs> exactly. You cannot fucking land in that game. There is no level after level one. You just crash and die. <laughs> yeah, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES. There's actually no game after the electric plankton maze. Oh, man. You are right about that. Because no one has seen the levels after. That game is exactly two levels. <laughs> okay, first of all, there is one level after that. <laughs> I've been there very briefly. Yeah. You yeah. fight Mecha Turtle. No, yeah, it looks do. like one of your regular turtles, but he's blue. For reasons? Uh. See, that's the thing. It's not another level. It's like a Pac-Man kill screen. You've gone beyond the number of levels the game has, and the ROM just freaks out. The rest of the game is just like a Jacob's Ladder scenario, exactly. you're saying? Hell yeah. You die underwater and then dream the rest of it before you die? <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Lots of nurses have that weird shaky head thing going yeah, on. Lizard yeah, lizard tails and whatnot. That I makes got sense, you. yeah. Yeah, there's really not a lot of daylight between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the death hallucinations <laughs> of a Vietnam soldier. You're not wrong. Well, just remember, in the cartoon, there is a giant robot man with the brain in its tummy. It's true. That's true. And the brain is the alien. Yeah, and he comes from a race O-Brains. Yeah. He Krang. Mm-hmm. He true. Good old Krang. I know, oh, right? Krang. He's not that Have nice. Have we ever guy. had? Yeah, in that in those fucking Michael Bay produced. Uh, yeah, the Michael in the Bay second one, there, yeah. there's a Krang. Yeah, 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 that's real disappointing. I've seen that one. Yeah, it's uh, voiced by Fred Armisen, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, that Krang, no good. No, no the movie's no good. It's not a great. Yeah. Movie. Those the turtles are too terrifying. They're yeah. a little weird. Correct. Having defined noses and nostrils creeped me out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Although I'll tell you this, uh, I watched recently Bumblebee, the like Transformer yeah, spinoff. Ooh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, because right. it decided we should probably be a movie, not just <laughs> a cacophony of ungodly noises. Yeah, and it would have had a badass soundtrack too. Who <laughs> also uh, pump the brakes on the just aggressive racism? <laughs> sure. Yeah. One of the things I loved about Bumblebee, and I'll always love this movie because of it, is uh, Haley uh, Steinfeld is trying to bond with... Seinfeld. No, it's Steinfeld. No, it's Jerry Seinfeld. No, it's (laughs) Haley Steinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. No, but she is the age of his wife when they met. Hey! No, he didn't marry that girl that was like 12 when they started dating. No, he married the next next girl girl. who was also... Barely older than that. Nah, she was like 19 when they met. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> and Correct. he was like, what, 50? Mm, close you know to it. Re- uh, what is surprising about Jerry Seinfeld, he is not a billionaire. You'd think, right? Sure. No. 
just several millions of dollars. Just yeah. several hundreds of millions oh, of yeah. dollars. Oh, yeah. You would because he was getting like a million dollars an episode by the end of oh, it. Oh, for sure. All, yeah, they yeah. all were. That well, was a big like, negotiation. He owns most, I mean, him and Larry David own most of the rights to the show. Yeah. Nice, yeah. So it's between syndications, streaming, and DVDs. Everything, yeah. yeah. A lot of money. And then stand up and shit, and then yeah. just being Seinfeld. Yeah, oddly, B-Movie is his most profitable endeavor. You wouldn't know it, but that movie only cost $8 to make. That doesn't so it's surprise all me. profit, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's so popular. I keep seeing all these videos online on YouTube. That's true. That's Everything's true. about B-Movie. Yeah. Usually it's B-Movie, but then whenever someone says B, it speeds up. <laughs> or B-Movie, but it's also Rick Astley's never gonna give you up. See, I wanna do B-Movie, but every time they say B, it slows down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> it's like a twelve-hour movie now. Yeah, it's it's a B movie redux. <laughs> they and put the scene where they go to the Playboy performance <laughs> back in. Then we'll remove the entire middle hour and we'll do B movie redux the final cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buddies floating out there in the world there is of apocalypse now a. Five hour cut <laughs> because Francis Ford Coppola did not care who he hurt. Yeah, that's true. Oh man. But you can, and this is very important, listeners, we're doing a donation drive for this. If you give Francis Ford Coppola eight hundred dollars, this is real. You get a box of wine, Ooh. like a crate of wine. Nice. Okay. Uh, you get a signed copy of the script for the conversation nice. and a Zoom call Ooh. with Francis Ford Coppola. With Francis Ford Coppola. You know uh. what? That's cheaper than the ten thousand dollars it takes to have a cameo from Jeremy Piven. <laughs> wow! So ten grand for the guy from PCU. <laughs> please, please. The creep from PCU. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, Maverick uh, brings Cougar in. Cougar washes out, turns in his wings. Now Maverick and Goose are being sent to Top Gun. Yeah. I, I fucking love this scene because he's getting... Tom Cruise is getting chewed out by Principal from Back to the Future and is just... You're a real maverick, Maverick. You play by your own rules, and you break the ones you don't like. Your only weakness is that you're too strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Now go out there and win that trophy. <laughs> Uh, by the way, at this point in the movie, like four minutes in, Danger Zone has already played twice, yeah, and right. then it will now play again. Yeah, keep uh, giving me more Danger Zone. So much Danger. So let me tell you about Danger Zone. What I found out today. Yeah. So Danger Zone was written by Giorgio Moroder for this movie, and as we know, it is sung by the glorious Kenny Loggins the. in the film. He was not the first choice no. to sing Danger Zone. Ooh. The first choice was the band. Toto. Oh, that would have been so good. (laughs) And it didn't work out because apparently Toto's management and the lawyers for the film had some kind of fight and they couldn't get it to work. (laughs) So they went to their next choice, not Kenny Loggins, but REO Speedwagon. (laughs) This is a very REO Speedwagon song. That is not surprising. But then REO Speedwagon passed, so they went to their third choice, not Loggins, (laughs) but Sunglasses at Night's Corey Hart. (laughs) Corey Hart refused to do the song because he only did songs that he wrote. Oh, man. Okay. So they went to their fourth choice. He couldn't just change it highway to the scary place. (laughs) (laughs) So they finally went to their fourth choice, 
Kenny Loggins. Incidentally, this song, a stone cold classic, the one regret Kenny Loggins has in his career. <laughs> as he feels it is not indicative of his musical taste. I mean, no. that's very true. He Fair. is very much a country western performer. Well, he's very much a like more like folk indebted, country indebted, like pop artist. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, especially if you hear, like, his Loggins and Messina stuff. Oh, yeah. It's very folk, R&B, country indebted. Then he became a yacht rocker for a very brief time. Then he became a uh, hard rocker for just a brief period of time to do this one song. He also yeah. was, like, soundtrack king of Hollywood for, like, five years. Yeah. Yeah. Because he did Caddyshack on my right. He did Danger Zone. He did Footloose. He was all over the place. Yeah. I fucking love Kenny Loggins. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Solid dude. He did a great cameo on uh, Archer. That's true. Where sure. they did the uh, the outlaw country, outlaw country version yeah. of Danger Zone. Yep. Also, go listen to Keep the Fire. It's a great album. <laughs> All right. All right. I will. Let's do it. I got nothing but time. Sweet. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> so... Uh, we now go to we're Top, at Gun Top Gun School. Yeah. But uh, first, we gotta go to the bar? No, we go no. to Top Gun first School first. they have first. a class session where Tom Skerritt yells at everyone about... Oh, he basically, look to your left, yeah. look to your right. Yeah. He gives them the paper chase. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise keep giving each other the googly eyes. Well, they keep giving googly eyes because Tom Cruise is trying to figure out who the best pilot in the class is. Uh, and I think and Val Kilmer just wants to fuck him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's that, like, well, I was just comparing size. Like, nah, the two of you were definitely, like, you know, thinking yeah. about fucking. Yeah. Which is, again, so, like, in high school, the very, like, cool, contrarian thing to be was just like, ah, do you know that uh, Top Gun is uh, really about, you know, these guys are, like, gay for each other? Tee hee hee, ha ha ha, I'm so smart. But, like, no, the movie definitely is about male love. Yeah. In yeah. a very explicit, clear way. Yeah, there is no, there is no like queer subtext. Yeah, There's it's just, just text. text. <laughs> it's yeah. all there on the surface. Yeah. yeah, which is just it's it's great. And it's, it's just like yeah, I I can't believe there was ever a time in my life where I'm like, no, they're just guys being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're just broing out. It's literally the movie's redeeming quality is <laughs> is its is its queer text because everything else about the movie is. Disgusting. Well, everything else in the movie is just like aerial B-roll that is impossible to follow. Well, it's and a terrifying romantic script that's mostly stalking and manipulating. Yeah. Well, unsurprisingly, uh, Mark, you had said part of your research was discovering that a lot of that was added in reshoots. Yes. Yeah, because test audiences wanted it, right? Test audiences wanted fucking, yeah. and they wanted to hear more of that Berlin song, yeah, and they wow. got it in slows. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, you know. But yeah, Top Gun, I mean, if you don't know, Top Gun is the most effective piece of U.S. military propaganda of uh, post-World War II life until the Marines were like, join up and you get to fight a lava monster. Yeah, that was Ooh, pretty good, though. Yeah. That was real good. Was, you know, I'm not going to lie. Monster. I go to the movie with a sword and shit. Because they only played that shit before movies at the yeah, theater. Everybody. And you'd be sitting there and you'd be like, no, look at him with his dumb saber. And then he all of a sudden was wearing plate mail and fighting a giant fire demon. It was like, okay, you got me, Marines. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> that was what, Army of One? 
No, that's, now that's the army. army. That's where you're an yeah, army but, like, of one. Yeah, but the tagline was army of one. Nah, no, that's the army. That's this the is for army. the Marines. The Marines is, uh, what is the Marines one? The Marines is, uh... Because the Navy the, the few, is, uh, the bold, the Marines? No. Yes, the yes, few, the, the, yeah. few bold, the Marines. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the Navy is whatever Goliath from Gargoyle says. <laughs> My house is now on top of a different house. Yeah, right. Oh no! Uh, it was it so something like, "Oh no, we're in Scotland for some reason." What <laughs> the well, no, tagline from, is whatever Keith David says. They were from Scotland, and then uh, fucking Riker plays a crazed billionaire that cuts off the castle of Scotland and airlifts it to the top of his New York skyscraper. Right. Yes, but it's the in the I think it's the the end of the second season or beginning of the. They got to go back to Scotland. Yes, yeah. and that's yeah. the Goliath Chronicles. Yeah, and it's which not very good. The creators of the show like vehemently like are like we had nothing to do with this yeah. we were fired this fucking sucks yeah. what I love about gargoyles is that the curse that's put on the gargoyles is that you will remain stone until the castle is above the clouds in the context of the original curse were they thinking the sky was gonna get lower <laughs> right also I, so I haven't seen gargoyles in a very long time were oh, they buddy, it's all on Disney Plus. No, I know. But were they what were they before they were turned to stone? Just gargoyles? Correct. They would still turn to stone during the day and become creatures at night. Right. But the curse that was put on them is they shall be stone forever until the castle is above the clouds. Got you. And gotcha. then when crazy was it Xanatos? Yeah. Cuts them Something off and like puts that. them on the top of his building. Oh, he cuts off the castle. Yeah. And puts the, the castle. castle on top of his skyscraper. And then it's above the clouds, and then they become And then they become again. friends with a cop. Sure. And they fight crime. Yeah. yeah. Makes well, perfect sense. Data shows up as Puck from Midsummer to wreak some puckish havoc. He sure I mean, does. why not? Isn't half the, isn't Marina Sirtis on the show, too? Oh, yeah, Diana Troy is, yeah. the, is yeah. the Lady Gargoyle. I was about to say, isn't half of the next-gen cast on that <laughs> show anyways? Oh, yeah. I think LeVar Burton does, like, a guest spot at some point. Yeah, Why but not? LeVar Burton did all the guest spots in children's things at that particular time. True. Mm. He is a delight on Twitter as well. Yeah, he is. He taught me how to read while some guy would hand-draw the things I was learning to read about. True. Yeah. yeah. Fucking LeVar Burton. So Tom Skerritt uh, puts the fear of Tom Skerritt in all of his new recruits. Yeah. Well, because he's got the board in the back that has, these are the names of every top pilot that's ever top gunned. Maybe your name will be on there. And then Tom Cruise is like, I'm going to be on there. And he's like, you're arrogant. I love you. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. You're a real rebel. I respect the hell out of that. Because it's all live combat, and in combat, there is no second place. Now you go to the bar and you go creep out a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Please, to be fair, use the conquest of a woman to win a bet with your best friend. You're right, I'm sorry. Yes. She is merely a pawn in their weird power play with each other. <laughs> yes. True. Don't worry, they'll fall in love. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah, he goes, it's that big scene that everyone knows where... Uh, he sings, they, you lost uh, that yeah. love and feeling. And they uh, just tone-deaf bullshit singing. <laughs> and then he hands the mic off to Theo from Die Hard, who keeps singing. And then he follows her into the ladies' room. He sure does. After she said, oh, there's my friend I'm here to meet, 
good day, sir. Yes, and yeah. then she sits down with a guy who looks like Chevy Chase's dad. Yeah, she yeah. sits down with a man who is yeah. like 40 years older than who her. Who is, by the way, I found out, the real life Viper. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, gotcha. Man. Uh, but then uh, he follows Charlotte into the ladies' room, and he's like, we're going to fuck on the counter. And she was like, no, we are not. Yeah. He's like, okay. Well, this is where they established their key piece of banter, which was, what was it like? I, I've got my like pilot thing tomorrow. It's the and the first time I did it, I she, crashed. She and said, burned. "How many times have you used this like pickup technique?" Yeah, he's like, he's like two times. Like, what happened the first time? Crash and burn. What happens the second time? I don't know. I'll tell you in the morning. Duh, go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Anyways, bad. let's fuck on this countertop. Yeah. Now. In fairness to Tom Cruise's character, he checks the structural stability of that <laughs> He does, he does. Which he probably should think about later in Jerry Maguire before he breaks that bookcase. Yeah, this is also the first time like uh, that they really meet standing face-to-face. And they're not standing, she's actually leaning against this countertop because we cannot have them both standing next to each other with their feet in frame because he's a solid four inches shorter than she is. <laughs> yeah. well, and this is fascinating to go back to now because this is Tom Cruise when he's famous like this is post risky business but this is like the movie that turns him from famous to mega exactly so he is like his teeth are still like his natural teeth and like he's still got the unibrow going on his hair is always wet and or greasy yeah which that follows him for a while sure but like it's it is fascinating to see because in every other movie he will ever be in from that point on it is apple crates for days, my friends. Yes. Never is he shot to look shorter than anyone else. Unless maybe Ving Rhames from the Mission Impossible movies? Maybe? maybe. Yeah, I But don't even know. then, there's a lot of eye contact. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, he wears very specifically, specially built cowboy boots with lifts in them. Yeah. He Good for him. probably looked like one of the guys in Earth, Wind, and Fire. There was one of those, <laughs> those big Cuban heels. Yeah. Uh, it helps you hold those trumpets up higher. It does, and everybody knows that tr- the key to good trumpeting is altitude. Hell yeah, it is. That's why all the best trumpet players are from Colorado. <laughs> if you can play in the high altitudes, you can play anywhere, buddy. Uh, so, uh, he leaves without her number or anything, and then the next day he goes to Top Gun school, and then Michael is, Ironside goes, I'm going to scare your head! Uh, he doesn't, but he should. This is my absolute favorite speech in the whole movie, which is just, now, we have civilians coming in now, and the civilians are your teachers, but uh, you don't have to salute them. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. he's like civilian. He goes, yeah. civilians are our greatest natural resource. They know more about your enemy's planes than we do. Which should not be true at Reagan's all. America, baby. <laughs> Military yeah. intelligence has been privatized. Well, to be fair, they were spending so much money transporting cocaine yeah, no. that we didn't have the money to learn about planes. Ooh, but True. they were selling that cocaine, so that was pure profit endeavor. No, they were using that cocaine to give guns to death squads in <laughs> Nicaragua. Yeah, John, remember the Contras? Yeah, I you gotta they, remember the Contras. I thought they were selling arms to the Iranians to they fund the Contras. They were also selling guns yeah. to the Iranians, but then the Congress was like, 
You can't be selling guns to people. <laughs> yeah. And, and Oliver understand. North got busted because he sold guns anyway. And so Reagan was like, well, fuck, what are we going to do? And we Ooh. were like, cocaine. Yeah, we went from Iran-Contra to uh, Nicaragua-Contra. Yeah. yeah. God, the cocaine I... is the second... Because we were never going to not fund the Contras. Well, I will say this. And, like, as as uh, delightfully articulate as our current president is, if you want to see just a real... Oh boy, winner of a speech. Uh, Reagan admitting to Iran Contra is oh a piece de resistance. Oh yeah. It starts with him saying, oh. "Now I said that we never sold arms to the Contra, and in my heart, I still believe that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> but it appears that the facts tell a different story." <laughs> Oh god. Which, you know what? Legally though, he's got us dead to rights. You cannot come you cannot convict him if his heart believes. His heart that's believes. true. That's yeah. true. That's what George Costanza says. That's how you beat the lie detector test, yep. right? You just yeah. have to believe it. You become the lie. <laughs> uh boss, we uh, all know that Ronald Reagan didn't have a heart. It was replaced with one big jelly bean. Oh <laughs> no, man. I'm looking forward to those year three Joe Bidenisms though. That's gonna be golden. I, I, if he makes it to year three, yeah. I'll be super impressed. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Top Gun School Day 2, we meet... Uh, oh, no! The guy that uh, fucking Pete Maverick Mitchell straight-up sexually harassed is his civilian instructor! Yeah, oh, my and God! she turns out to be the intelligence lady. Yeah, and she her name is Charlotte, and her code name is Charlie. Charlie. Which is like, come on, guys. Good morning. Try Charlie. a little bit. Nah. 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 Uh, but then <laughs> they lost their Enigma machine, so they couldn't <laughs> give her a good encode. No, 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 no. I saw U571. Matthew McConaughey and Bon Jovi <laughs> stole that Enigma machine. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't forget Bill that. Bill Paxton was there for a minute. He died. Yeah. And Matt, Matthew McConaughey was really upset. But then him and Bon Jovi, ooh, they got that little typewriter with eight keys. Ooh, and you better believe they solved those codes. They took it back to New Jersey, and Richie Sambora did that wow, wow, wow <laughs> thing on it. It was amazing. And then the other two Bon Jovis were like, just tell us what to do, bosses. The Bon Jovateers. Yeah. Who play drums and bass. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so uh, Charlie starts talking to them about things. And then Maverick's like, "You're full of shit talking about the Mig because I saw the Mig do this and I flew on top of it." And then Iceman's like, "Bullshit!" And he's like, "Fuck you! I did it!" And then Goose is like, "Yeah, he, he did it. He totally died of a sweet picture. He's I saw it. I was yeah, there. Bro. He was. Yeah, he has a picture. We saw that happen. Uh, and this starts the long road of publicly humiliating Charlie." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as part of yeah. his courtship, I guess. Yes, yeah. He does everything short of just like punch her in the arm <laughs> and like run away and hide on the like the swing set. Oh man! <laughs> or like send her a note that says, "I like you. Do you like me?" Check this <laughs> box for yes. Check this box for no. Parentheses check one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you'd get that note back with both checked. Yeah. Right. Indecision is terrible. Don't play with my heart this way. <laughs> You're like, uh, excuse me, miss, there's a hanging chat on your ballot. I can't tell which one you checked. Just stab your Pat, Pat Buchanan. She checked Pat Buchanan. She checked is Walter Mondale so and you know it. <laughs> it was Mondale all the way, baby. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, they they embarrass her. Then it's time for their first day of flying around, uh, where they're flying against Michael Ironside and uh, Maverick and Goose go up there and they uh, break the rules of engagement in yep. a somewhat exciting flying scene. I guess somewhat. it's yeah. okay. Again, I think I'm just, like, the wrong audience for it because I can't... I find air shows to be profoundly irritating. <laughs> sure. loud noises. And this is just an air show but with two planes. And cameras on the planes. I don't have to sit at the bottom and watch it from my Dr. Pepper. It's true. Yeah. So anyways, Maverick breaks oh, the rules. Oh, you try to drink that Dr. Pepper when you're in the flight tower, watch out. That's a call ahead to a thing that hasn't happened yet. But it happens. literally about to. literally happens. Because yeah. uh, Maverick uh, breaks the rules of engagement by flying below 10,000 feet to get a shooting... Not shooting solution, that's sub-talk. Yep. To get a target lock yeah. on Jester. A hard-on to get his hard-on <laughs> on, on right. Jester, yeah. And then he does a flyby of the control tower and the... Uh, After being explicitly told not to. Yeah, and the control tower commander spills coffee on himself. And then we get the great scene where he screams <laughs> about how desperately he wants butts. Yeah. <laughs> I want somebody's butt for this. I want a lot of butts. This will not stand until I have butts. Yeah. And then is... he walks out of a room and he gets a whole tray of food on him. Yeah. And then he goes, that's twice you did this to me. I need more butts. Uh, and then Tom Skerritt yells at him some more. Uh, but again, it's that kind of like backhanded yelling where it's like, Oh, you're so good, you don't even need the rules, Maverick. Yeah. I'm so mad at you. You've done 20 flybys and an Admiral's daughter, and I'm so angry, but goddammit, you play by your own rules, and I respect it, Maverick. <laughs> now you get out of my face, Maverick. I love you, Maverick. <laughs> you gotta follow the rules, unless they're stupid, and you have a better idea, in which case do that instead, because you're a flying genius. Break it's America, baby. Damn it, Maverick, at some point off screen, you're gonna form a very tight emotional relationship with my wife and you're gonna come into my house and she'll greet you warmly oh, and no one will know why it is explicitly yeah. clear that Maverick loves wives yeah <laughs> true. he doesn't have one well, but he loves them <laughs> oh other people's wives all about it my friend yeah he is all over Goose's wife and it leads me to believe that from what Goose's wife tells Charlie, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but she's like, oh man, Maverick is sleeping with all these ladies all over the place. And I think it's implied that he's just fucking his way around the base. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when they make, the, when Goose and Maverick make their bet of just Goose uh, says like, you need to have carnal knowledge of a woman in this establishment by midnight and it has to be a woman this time. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So I think that the sexuality of Maverick is that he is a polyamorous, just like, pansexual. Sure. You know, because he seems to be fine with anything. And that is definitely a polyamorous clique that he has with Goose and Goose's wife. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, absolutely. They do that in uh, in Roadhouse, too, where you have that, like, slow dance with Sam Elliott and oh, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, him and Doc, like, have this relationship, and then Sam Elliott shows up, and they just, like, welcome him into the thruple. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in the 80s, you let your friends bang your wife. 
Well, that was the the golden time of the swinger, you see. Yeah, right? Really? Not the 70s with the fondue party? No, because in the 80s we got all that fucking cheap cocaine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the buddy. government kept flying it here for us. <laughs> Good luck not having sex, idiots. Yeah, they were just dropping it on our cities. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, Tom Cruise made a movie about that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. Look at that guy. Oh, I can't stay mad at you with your boyish charm. And your sofa pounding. <laughs> Jumping. 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 And God, to be right. fair, he stood on the sofa. He bent his knees, but he did not achieve air. He didn't jump. Yeah, he more bounced on it. Was that two wives ago? I... That was one, one wife, wife ago. ago. He Can't has not had remarried. a wife since, Correct. I believe. Yeah. The sofa incident. Yeah, that's yeah. the Katie Holmes yeah. thing. Right. Now, but when he before he got married to Nicole Kidman, he was on the Dick Cavett show and he jumped on that chair. Right. That's and true. then before he married Mimi Rogers, he was on uh, the what's his name? The, the Steve Allen. Yes, Steve Allen. <laughs> yeah, on Steve Allen. Chair. I was trying to think of the, the the talk show host that Kramer steals the set from on Seinfeld. Oh, Merv Griffin. Griffin. Merv Griffin. That's what it was. I was going to say, I know for a fact that Tom Cruise would not be caught dead on Carson. Sure, of course not. Well, he really didn't appreciate the way Carson treated his writing staff. (laughs) Yeah. 60 jokes a day, but I'll only use five? Come on, what are you doing? Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, So, Maverick, uh, now uh, he hits on Charlie again, and then they make a date... Um, well, she writes down her address. Yeah, she invites him to dinner. Yeah. Right, 530 sharp, and then she gives the street address, and then the zip code has classified. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Which and then, he gets too late after his awesome volleyball sesh. Yes, because then we cut to the Loggins-led, playing yeah. with the boys, shirtless volleyball sex scene. The shirtless yeah. volleyball scene. <laughs> the shirtless scene. volleyball sex scene. No, yes. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Boys in the sand. Um, Which is Anthony just... Edwards, for the record, wears a shirt. He's the only one who wears a shirt. But and he's he not makes a... up for it yeah. by having those bright Hawaiian short yeah. shorts. Sure. I got the feeling that Anthony Edwards probably has a hue of skin not unlike mine. No, 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 no. Because he's shirtless in the locker room yeah. all oh, yeah, the he time. Is. That's true, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. shirtless multiple times. But for some reason, maybe he's got like a, a version to getting sand on him or something. I mean, or maybe, fair. Maybe just sunlight. Maybe he just doesn't want direct sun. Because all the other times Holy he's... Shit, what if he's a gremlin? Yeah, that's why he never gets wet. Or eats after midnight. (laughs) (laughs) All these things. Uh, So yeah, there's this this volleyball scene. uh, Not to well you on this one, but that would make him a mogwai. He would only be a gremlin if he did get wet or ate after midnight. Technically, just if he ate after midnight. Getting wet just multiplies them. Eating after midnight transforms the mogwai into a gremlin. The question is, what happens to a gremlin if it eats after midnight? Does it turn back into a mogwai or does it become man? The most dangerous game! (laughs) That one gremlin does end the movie carrying a gun. (laughs) That's true. Well, I mean, in Gremlins 2, one of the gremlins just can talk and leads them in a Broadway-style sing-along. Nice. And we do know from information in Gremlins 1 that the gremlins sabotaged our airplanes in World War II. <laughs> That's Those correct. jerks. And that Those episode of Twilight Zone, Nazis, presumably. Nazis, my friend. That makes them Nazis. <laughs> no, man, they were just Lindy Nazis. <laughs> God, could you imagine if it turned out that the gremlins stole the Lindbergh baby? <laughs> uh, so, 
Oh, man. I bet we're the only podcast in the world this week that mentioned the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I haven't checked in with cereal for a while. <laughs> they could be hunting down that Lindbergh baby. You're right. They might be doing it on the Doughboys, maybe. <laughs> yeah, wasn't their last season like, hey, did you know that lawyers and judges are terrible? Yes, cereal. Yeah. Yeah. We all know. Oh, I knew. I you couldn't mean... even listen to that. I was like, nah, I already knew. You don't so you have mean to tell me. Every true crime podcast. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. uh, they go on their, uh, they do their volleyball, Maverick quits after a game, puts Bruce on... Bruce begs him to stay, begs oh, him Oh, I think they've been stay. playing for, like, ages. Oh, they've been yeah. playing all day. They've yeah. got a tournament set up because the loser brackets are filling up the bleachers on either side. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. they've got a whole There's thing There's a whole, going on. whole like, thing, yeah. audience watching this... Game of two-on-two amateur beach volleyball. The audience is exclusively men in short shorts and no shirts. Sure. Uh, incidentally, in the upcoming sequel to Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, they have replaced Not volley- Top Maverick Gun? No, it's just Top Gun. Mavi Top Gun. Mavi Top the Guns. Ooh. They replace volleyball with touch football. Touch. Hell yeah. I'm assuming. All right. Like gentle touch, I get it. Yeah, real gentle touch. Oh, if you know what like I'm a saying. soft caress to tell you that your forward momentum is over. That's right. No tackle, just a nice pat on the butt. Mm. Yeah. First down, baby. Hey yo. <laughs> uh, clean and jerk. That's a football thing, right? <laughs> it, Holy crap! It isn't no. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squat thrust. <laughs> oh no. 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 Let's not. Ooh, ooh, I do have one. The 69ers. Hey! Oh! All right, that's fair. I'll give you that one. Guys, that's fair, that's fair. That's that's a one. The Browns. No, you lost me. No, I was there, but then you lost me. Yeah. There's got to be a football team called the Golden Showers, right? No. Like Law of Averages. That's got to be a thing by now. No. Sadly, no. There's the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who are a hockey team. so close. Yeah, they could be golden showers. Yeah. Currently, they're kicking everybody's asses, though, so you probably shouldn't make that much fun of them. That's true. Uh, mm. But they're doing it at hockey, so... So, eventually, they'll skate up to you and punch you a bunch. <laughs> and remember... Uh, not, no, first they'll skate up to you, then they're going to pull your shirt over your head, <laughs> then they're going to punch you a lot. I got uh, one thing to say to that. Good luck catching me on dry land, idiots. You live in Chicago. This whole place is an ice rink in exactly, like, <laughs> three months. <laughs> Enjoy it while you got it, buddy. <laughs> they're going to skate here. Here from Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Just a convoy. Yeah. It's going to be like the trucks from Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> a comet's going to pass over and all the hockey players in the world are going to convene here in the studio to hit you with sticks. No, they're going to be here to take Toronto or take Quebec's revenge <laughs> on John. Good luck. <laughs> Your punches won't even hurt because you suck so much, you idiot. Just wait till they send the Montreal Alouettes after you. <laughs> the Jaunty Alouettes? Yeah, the same. <laughs> that's their that's their football team. The Jaunty Alouettes? Yeah, no, well, the Alouettes. You know, the, the most intimidating <laughs> French song. Well, you got to remember that it's Canadian rules football, which is, ah, excuse me there, I'd like to score a goal, please. I gonna have to ask you to not do that, please. Oh, well, I really need the points, though, eh? Well, you make a good point. We are winning, so go have at it. 
See, the problem, John, is that's that's everywhere else in Canada. <laughs> in Montreal, it's like, uh, excuse me, sir, I need to pass by to uh, get that touchdown. Hey, fuck you, buddy! <laughs> I'm going to get you in one of these fur traps and sell your skin, eh? <laughs> that's how that works. Oh, nice. <laughs> ah, we got to go to Quebec someday. No, it is the worst parts of a trailer park and shitty France. Yeah, but I want some cheap beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Patrick. There's there's red light districts here in the United States where you can get that. I meant, you know, the trapping furs. Oh, in that case, there are red light restaurants here. You can get that. Like that place, and it's always sunny. That sells the monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, they have the uh, uh, Maverick leaves the volleyball game, puts all of his clothes on a sweaty, sandy body, and drives straight to Charlie's house. And then it's just like, it's time to fuck. And she's, she's like, like, I would love to, but first, tell me about your relationship with your dead father. But first, turns what? out he's real dead, so Tom Cruise gets moody and leaves. <laughs> He's dead, and it's classified, and they won't tell me what happened. Ah, and then he motorcycles yeah. out of there. Also, man. her whole house is made out of flowing white sheets and lattice work, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. It was the 80s. Yeah. It was before we had the technology of giant uh, fans to blow around the curtains. Right. So yeah. you needed as much open air to do that as possible. It wouldn't be till 1994 in the Bruce Willis movie Color of Night that we, <laughs> we got enough fans to blow those sheets around and to see his dong. Yeah. You also see his dong in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's true. Good old Bruce Willis dong. He was the <laughs> he was the Kevin Bacon of his day. Yeah, and also he was the a peer of Harvey Keitel, who's been showing dong for thirty years. <laughs> if Abel Ferrara calls him up, he's hanging dong. Listen, I dare you, I fucking dare you to tell me to keep my penis in my pants on this movie set. It ain't gonna happen. I wouldn't do it for Kubrick. I sure as hell ain't doing it for you. Uh, Mr. Keitel, this is this is National Treasure. It's a Disney film. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me to my face that I can't show my dick in this you, movie. You absolutely cannot show your dick in this movie. Hey. Now, here, hold on a second, all right? It's me, Nick Cage. And if, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, if Harvey Keitel wants to show his dick in this movie, he's got to show his dick in this movie. That's how these movies work, man. It's very simple, okay? <laughs> Let me explain it to you with the alphabet. A, he's going to show his dick. B, got to show that dick. C, D, E, F, dick, 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 dick. G, H, I, dick, dick, dick. J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Show his dick, show his dick, show his dick, show his dick, show his dick. It's for the DVDs. Q, R, S, T, U, V, dickity, dick, dickity, dick, dickity, dick, dickity, dick. W, X, dick, dick. Y, double dick. Z, no dick. If you get to Z, then there's no more dicks. But buddy, that's already 25 dicks. All right, Harvey, it's on you, buddy. Yeah, that's how Harvey Keitel's dick gets in things. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage comes to personally vouch for it. Also, true story that he got fired from Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> for dick true. out all the time? <laughs> well, that's not fair, though. Everybody else did. You know what is fucking wild about that movie, aside from the fact that it was 
almost exclusively solely responsible for breaking up Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> but uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick's original choice to star in the movie Eyes Wide Shut, Woody Allen. So gross. His second choice, Bill Murray. Weird. Yeah. He also had a short list that included Tom Hanks. I don't know if I ever want to see Tom Hanks as like a a sex guy. No, Tom Hanks missed his opportunity to be like a gross weirdo in movies. Like at this point, he's gone... Too far. Yeah, down well, the road I, I'm gonna being... go back to like most of his shitty '80s comedies. So yeah, though, like he was working on being gross. Weirdo. In Bachelor but Party, it was like, but it was like that again. It was that like Bill Murray, that like National Lampoon. Like, isn't he's... it kind of funny that I'm a gross jerk? Yeah, yeah, he's a fun gross jerk. Like in Bachelor Party, and then in the uh, the uh, the punchline. Yeah, uh, but then he made Bonfire of the Vanities, the movie that was supposed to make him a capable Hollywood bad guy, but instead that movie exploded and everyone said why did you set my theater on fire Brian De Palma and he went fuck you and did a bunch of cocaine and he said I meant the Phantom of the Paradise oh he did though that's he a did, great right? movie yeah but, but yeah Tom Cruise or, or not Tom Cruise Tom Hanks yeah gross sex guy yeah can't do it doesn't fucking movies that often I don't think I, there are movies that he has been in where his character started married and ended up divorced, and you don't see the like disillusion of that marriage. Well, in in uh, Castaway, Castaway, it's not his fault. Right, it happens <laughs> exactly, but that's the one movie where he gets divorced in it. You don't actually have to deal with seeing Tom Hanks in a failing marriage. Right. Yeah. We cannot as a people, we simply cannot handle it. Offhand, the only actual Tom Hanks fuck scene I can think of is Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's more and just that's like for an, yucks. That's, and that's more just abortive hand chop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's very clearly for jokies. Yeah. 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 Even in Philadelphia where he has an STD. Right. Hasn't fucked and doesn't. Yeah. Well, it was 1993. We weren't al- 1992. We weren't allowed to show that. True. Yeah, you were barely then. allowed to make Philadelphia at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Al, Al Al Pacino took all the gay sex that movies were allowed to have in cruising, <laughs> and he used oh, it up for a decade. We yeah. weren't allowed to do it <laughs> because of cruising. <laughs> uh. So, anyways, Maverick. Uh. Pisses off on his bicycle. They play that Berlin song a bunch of times. They play. They play. Uh, they have, like, Danger the Zone a few more times. Scene in the elevator or whatever. Yeah, he meets her up in the elevator, and it's very clearly that this was shot six months later as well because his hair is twice as long, and she's lost twenty pounds and is wearing a hat to cover up her hair being twice as long. Yeah. Um. Uh. And he's like, bah, 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 and she's like, bah, bah, bah. and they went. Bah, bah, and then it's bow 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 yeah, bow like, bow just like that she ends the scene by just saying like like uh, I can't let the rest of the students know that I 
like you. Yeah, they have like a flight school class and she like calls him out on his dumb flyboy bullshit. And then in the elevator she's like, Maverick, you don't play by your rules, but here's one thing you have to know. I love that you don't play by the rules. <laughs> You're the best pilot here, Maverick. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. You play by your own rules that you wrote down just so you could disregard them. Bow, yeah. bow, 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 bow. then they go back and fucking those weird bow, sheets. Bow, bow. Which I will say, I'll go to bat for this song. Uh, it's Take a my great breath away by song. Berlin. Fucking tremendous. It apparently split the band apart in a way they could never do again. So because the, they were like a weird, like punkish band. So they were a weird new wave punk band. And initially, the song was written by Giorgio Moroder, and it was offered to the band The Motels. And the Motels actually made a demo of it that they released later on. It's very similar in sound, but they didn't like quite like the Motels version, so they ended up giving it to Berlin uh, to sing. And really, it's not really Berlin, right? It's just the Terry Nunn, the singer yeah. of Berlin, and they just did it under Berlin. Um, and yeah, it tore the band apart because they, I think, resented that success. Yeah. Well, they, they had were nothing like, to do with it. But we're a punk band, and she's like, but I made a lot of money doing this, so this is the music we do now. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't want to go the way of Sugar Ray and just suck it up and make those songs. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a weird thing when, like, Fly came out, and I was like, oh, man, I'm a stupid kid, and I love this song. I'm by the Sugar Ray album. And the rest of the Sugar Ray album was, like, super shitty, like, rap rock. Yeah, yeah. And then they that was the only good song, and that single went crazy. And then the next, like, four albums were just copies of that. It was like the Smash Mouth album. The first Smash Mouth album came out, and it was like, walking on the sun, oh, I'm a shitty kid, this is great. Oh, or Fisa organs and then you buy the album and the rest of it is like super shitty like pop punk ska music yeah. and it was like whoa 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 guys yeah there is a great song on that album called Padrino which is about being in the mob it's pretty great <laughs> I believe you uh <laughs> yeah unfortunately Smash Mouth uh, wants you to die for them. As yes, a show they do. Of devotion. That is not the most interesting thing about that. <laughs> the most interesting thing about that is that Smash Mouth is playing at Sturgis. Yeah, the giant <laughs> biker rally. The bikers just ain't what they used to be, right? Like if the I Hell's think... Angels are now listening to Smash Mouth, I think well, that's all they could it. get. Because remember, Trapped was also there. Yeah, <laughs> I think what you're doing is you're looking at it the wrong way around. They didn't go after these bands and convince them to play their shitty biker rally. These were the only bands that replied to their big spam email. Yeah, they weren't like ZZ Top wasn't going to show up. Those guys are all over 60. They're high risk. That's true. <laughs> that is a good point. They can't go there with those beards. It's going to catch all the disease. It's all the coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, there's the big like sex scene, which isn't a sex scene so much as, as it they is. lick the inside of each other's <laughs> mouths. They open mouth, uh. they open mouth, hover mouth above each other, and then just dart their tongues into each other's mouths. It, it makes you miss and the just, days when two people would kiss and then a rocket would take off, <laughs> <laughs> or a train would go yeah, into a tunnel. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, they don't, and like their whole sex scene is just he lies on top of her flat. He just yeah. planks on her, and then the next morning she wakes up and he's fucking like, yeah, and she's like, yeah. And they go fly, and then uh, Maverick fucks around. Oh no! Then this, then the, then Maverick's uh, what was that? Goose's uh, wife shows yeah, up Goose's with their wife kid. Wife and son arrive at the uh, at the naval base, and they're just like, 
We're in this movie now too. It's me, Meg Ryan. <laughs> yeah, good and to a see stupid ya. kid. Let's go to the bar with our kid. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put the kid on top of this piano that I'm playing. What's next to my kid? Eight open bottles of beer. You bet. <laughs> you see my nerves and you ran on my brain. Buddy, you're forgetting this was the '80s. You could buy a beer for your kid. Yeah, in Reagan's America. Uh, this is the 80s. I could go buy a beer for my mom. <laughs> your your, mom, your mom could give you a 20 and said you go down to the corner store and you come back with a pack of smokes and a six or a Schlitz. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the uh, Goose is playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano. Meanwhile, uh, Maverick has his arm around the neck oh, of Meg his Ryan. wife. Yeah. And then keeps like... Using his, like, elbow to, like, pull her in as if for a kiss, but really just to laugh real close. Yeah, Yeah. and then, like, he gets up to go sing with Goose, and then Meg Ryan turns to Charlie and is like, I wish I could tell you not to date Maverick, but he's such a maverick, and he only (laughs) follows his own rules. And, like, and even then, his rules change, and it's up to you to keep up. <laughs> it's so crazy. This whole movie should just be called Making Excuses for Maverick. Yeah, enabling. Yeah. Guys, what if this is actually taking place inside of Cougar's cracked psyche? Like, his brain shatters to pieces when faced with his own mortality on that live ammo mission against the MiGs coming so close to death and knowing that he has so much to live for that he just can't fucking handle it. Not enough shaky faces and lizard tails for this to be a Jacob Slider scenario. No, because he's not dying. Oh, okay. He's, he is, he's still up there in the air. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Well, just going in circles. This would probably make for a better sequel than yes. what we're probably going to get. So yeah, so he imagines himself Finally having the courage to actually grab his life the way he wants it to be. But the only way he can do that, because he feels so ashamed that he has come to this point, to this breaking point, when people are counting on him, that he must invent a new character to fill that role that he never could. And who does he invent? Maverick. But Maverick is there! That you think you see Maverick, but yeah. if you look real close, he's standing in front of a mop. <laughs> God, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, he's actually a giant bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Well, technically, he's a puka. Boy, fucking howdy. First off, Donnie Darko sucks. I think we all need to get on the same page of that. Oh, sure. That 100% degree. Fucking sucks, but for some reason, every goth high school kid in the universe flipped their shit because, look, Oh, the bunny represents death, man! For, no, it fucking doesn't. It's meaningless and stupid. Have you seen Southland Tales? Oh, no. you mean is follow the, up. the most insane movie of all time? Holy no. fucking shit. It is all of the goodwill that he built up accidentally by making that shitty movie. He funnels into a mold that he then sharpens to a razor tip of just... Killing all that goodwill. <laughs> that movie features Justin, the Rock, yeah, Justin just, Timberlake. Justin Timberlake doing a lip sync performance of the Killers. Uh, you know, Justin Timberlake, the guy who gets paid to sing. He does a lip sync. He of does the a lip sync of a Killers song. Uh, the Rock is in it. Kevin Smith is in it as a legless, old, bearded Vietnam vet. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, boy. oh my gosh. Yikes. I believe that uh, who is the fucking guy that plays the cop in that movie? Is it Sean William Scott? I think it might be Sean yes. William Scott. But Stifler's I, he, in it. He finds out that he's actually God. <laughs> That's awesome. It's this movie. I'll, I'll, this is what I'll say about Southland Tales. It is the biggest swing what a movie has ever taken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no reason that anyone should have read that script and been like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a bunch of millions of dollars for that." <laughs> that script should have been taken away from him and thrown in a trash can and set on fire. But one guy, desperate to be fired, was like, "Fuck <laughs> it, I'm going out in a blaze of glory." Here's twenty million. You think Ishtar was a mistake? You ain't fucking seen a mistake. Well, I'm sure whoever was like, yeah, no, let's let's. How many people must have passed on Donnie Darko before that got made? Though, but it was an independent movie. Like he, that movie cost like thirty dollars to make. I guess it's fair. He got two Gyllenhaals probably for the price of one. (laughs) (laughs) That that what he gave them both the same contract, but like the Smiths, there was only space for one of their names. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That was what I was going to say earlier about Bumblebee, and I got cut off. The best part about the movie Bumblebee is, like, Haley Steinfeld, not Seinfeld, shut up, shut the fuck up, (laughs) is trying to bond with Bumblebee, the robot, and they're trying to do it over music because Bumblebee got his voice box shot out by an evil robot, and she, like, starts giving him music, and the first thing she gives him, I can't remember what it is, and he spits it out. Oh, and then she gives him The Smiths, because she's been listening to The Smiths the whole movie, and he puts it in his thing, and he goes, I'm Marcy Harsing, and he goes, and he spits it across the room. It's awesome. I'll go, on, I'll go on record as saying this. The Smiths suck. The Smiths always suck. They're really... the shitty cure. The cure was better. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely man. with you there that the cure was better. Yeah. Uh, especially because as we are legally obligated to point out every time we mention the Smiths, Morrissey is a Nazi as it turns out. Yes! <laughs> uh, but listening audience, here's a fun trick that you can try on your own to amaze your friends. Every time we say Steinfeld, slow the podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. It's already almost as long as the movie. Uh, so, uh, after uh, uh, the the bar and the kid and the talking... And all the bullshit, we're going to go get Goose killed. Yeah, they well, go. Because, yeah, this scene exists exclusively for Goose to just say, Ah, Maverick, the only thing I like more than my family is being alive. Yeah. If I ever die, I want it to be on God's land. <laughs> Not up in the sky. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Bad fucking news, Goosey. Uh, yeah, Maverick. Oh, and don't ever let my dead body touch water. That's a <laughs> sin where I come from. So Maverick, uh, doing more Maverick dumb bullshit uh, during a training exercise. Well, Iceman has the MIGs, the like simulation MIG yes. in his sights, but Maverick's like, you're taking too long to shoot him. Get out of the way so I can shoot him. To be fair, Iceman's like, give me 20 seconds. Then 20 seconds later he goes... Give me ten seconds. And then ten seconds later he goes, Give me ten seconds! And then finally goes, Five seconds! Alright, I'm leaving. And then he peels off so quickly, uh, Maverick gets caught in his, like, draft and goes into a flat spin. And he can't reach the eject button, so Goose has to pull it. But there's a malfunction and the canopy doesn't get thrown backward. It gets thrown straight up. And Goose ejects into it, snapping his neck, and then crumples and and uh, uh, parachutes to the sea. Yeah, whereupon he is dead. 
Whereupon he is dead and covered in blood. And then we get to the a and series it, it of also, scenes where well, in the also na- surrounded by that dye that comes out that shows you peed in the water. Yeah, true facts, <laughs> true, true facts. Uh, and then we get a couple of scenes of people who are like, "Oh, Goose is dead. Tough break, Maverick. Why don't you get back to flying? Because uh, you don't need to grieve, right?" Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry that you're clearly suffering from some deep emotional trauma. Definitely some PTSD from being in this, you know war game mission that went so sideways your best friend died and it's kind of your fault or at least there's like an air of culpability into it but uh it's been two days so get back up in that plane you idiot yeah he goes to he goes to fucking viper's house where again viper's wife is like maverick it's so good to see you what are you doing here my husband is home yeah come on in he's right over here i told you never to come here <laughs> and he goes in you and, will and, not submit my family to this <laughs> and then viper is just like yeah well here's the deal uh you're bad at your job and blah 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 you should suck it up by the way here's what happened to your dad yeah, yeah. he says oh this is classified information i probably shouldn't even be telling you this, but aliens are real, and if you want, I can take you to them. I mean, your dad died a hero, but for some reason the military doesn't want you to know about it. Well, no, he told us why. It was because they crossed the border in Vietnam, which means it was part of Nixon's bombing of Cambodia. <laughs> you know, what created space for the Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot to take over Cambodia. You know, Thanks, like, Nixon. like a real hero. Goddamn right. <laughs> So, uh, Maverick is just like, oh, okay, now I know the truth of my dad. Now I can quit Top Gun. Yeah, well, because he went on a simulation mission and he couldn't. He just, like, he froze, uh, much like Cougar did at the beginning of the movie. And much like B-Rabbit did. Correct. Eight Mile. Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, so his confidence is shaken. And, again, Viper points out, you're a goddamn good pilot. You're a fucking genius pilot. But it's your confidence. It's been wounded. Yeah. Which, like, it could stand to be a little wounded, fella. Right, right. I just wish everybody would say what they were thinking to Maverick, which was, Just let me suck your dick, Maverick. Because <laughs> that's what this whole movie it's is. It's all about, Everyone yeah. just wants to get down on their knees and start polishing that Maverick hog. And there's plenty of opportunity. There is, again, a lot of locker rooms where they're, we've, they've got... Towels around their waist. And that's where that kind of talk is tolerated. <laughs> <laughs> but any any person that is sitting on a bench or down at all, legs wide open. Yeah, everyone's spread eagle. Oh, yeah. There's one guy who is spread eagle and just has the towel over one leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buddy. Which is just like, come on, friend. Nah, man, you gotta air out your balls. <laughs> I love a good hot shower and then a good taint drying. Well, I, I like. I just appreciate that the the Top Gun locker room is in a Roman bathhouse. Yeah, no, that is also nice. They got like <laughs> yeah. wooden walls and yeah. shit. It's ridiculous. And this is always the time where Iceman decides to give Maverick a pep talk. Anytime they're in a locker room, Iceman is just, "Hey, I don't like you because you're dangerous." Yeah, that's right, Ice Man. <laughs> um. Dangerous. It's like, don't admit that, Maverick. Yeah. But yeah, 
so we're at a point where graduation is tomorrow. Yeah. Oh no, and I'm on double secret probation. He he literally says you can earn enough points by showing up at graduation tomorrow, or you could quit. You want me to quit? I didn't say that. <laughs> so apparently, to earn the rest of his points, he just has to get in dress uniform and show up at graduation. Dress uniform's oh, yeah. important. Yeah. So he shows up at graduation after the ceremony, by the way. Yeah. And everyone, he he congratulates Iceman. Because Iceman gets his name on the plaque. Yeah, and he's like, you know, good job and blah, blah, blah. And then Jester shows up. He's like, shut up, everybody. We got combat duty. Some and of I, you jerks are going to war. He's like, there's a boat in the Indian Ocean that's stuck and you have to go save it. So he gives everybody their assignments, you know, fucking Iceman and 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 and, and Slider and Wizard and Badger uh, and Couch and Please. Chesterfield. It's Merlin and Sundown. Right. Uh, and then, uh, well, Merlin comes later because Merlin is the guy who. Yeah, and Sundown's uh, Theo. I don't remember who the other people that get orders are, but it's yeah. Iceman and Slider and Maverick and two other guys. Yeah, and Maverick gets paired with Merlin. Oh, it's Hollywood. Doesn't Hollywood Yes, get? it's Hollywood yeah, and Hollywood, Sundown. Yeah, Hollywood and Sundown. So they, uh, uh, Maverick is sent out. He gets paired up with Merlin, and there are apparently, they think, just a few MiGs that are, like, running around this boat. Yeah, they it, think it's just two. Yeah, but then it turns out it's, like, Five. Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, Maverick and uh, Merlin are on the flight deck, ready to take off if they need backup. Yeah, they're like the... Uh, they're like the relief jet. Yeah, they're the reserve. They're the understudies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wizard or Merlin or... No, Hollywood. Sundown. Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. gets shot out of the sky. Yeah, by the MiGs, because it turns out them's more MiGs than we thought there was. There were yeah. five MiGs. So Iceman's on the run, all sorts of MiGs are shooting guns and missiles and shit at meanwhile, him. Meanwhile, we keep cutting back to Back to the Future principal, just saying, how far are they? 105 miles. God damn it. <laughs> Without explaining, like... From what? Yeah. And why is that bad or good? Well, it's yeah. just so weird because you're at graduation and then it just, he gives him the orders and then for the first time in the movie, there's a Chiron. 24 goes, hours later. 24 hours Indian later, Ocean. Indian Ocean. Yeah. And it's just, just the ocean. There's no land to be seen anywhere. Nope. Uh, so yeah, Maverick finally catches up, and what follows is like the big dog fight at the end. Maverick ends up shooting down three MIGs. Iceman takes care of one, even though he gets shot a couple times. They all fly back to the aircraft carrier, where they are met with a Beatles on Ed Sullivan-esque welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's lots of bro-hugging, bro-hugging all over town. Yeah, oh yeah, it's that specific bro-hug, where you do like the the one-arm hug, and like the one pat or whatever. No, no. And then, uh... Maverick and Iceman come face to face and Iceman says you're, you're still, still dangerous. dangerous but you can be my wingman anytime <laughs> you can be my wingman anytime thus proving Maverick has learned nothing yeah and then we get to the very next scene he's like Maverick what are you gonna do now I wanna be a flight instructor so you're never gonna be anyone's wingman again no. <laughs> What I love is that he's telling this uh, to the principal from Back to the Future. He's just like, you got a blank check there, son. You can do anything you want. Okay, I'm going to make Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, and it's going to have a pod racing scene in it. Ha ha, you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, I love that. He goes, I want to be a flight inspector. He goes, you son of a bitch. God help us all. <laughs> yeah. Credits. Credits, baby. And the credits are just like glamour shots of all the pilots and yeah. their call signs and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
uh, and then the credits roll. And the song that plays over the end credits is strangely not Danger Zone. It's a song, I think, just called Top Guns. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Top Guns. And then the credits run for a while, and we get to see all the actual pilots and their actual call signs in the credits, and one of them's call sign is sex. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's Latin for six. He couldn't help that. He was the sixth born child in a large Italian family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's the end of Propaganda the Movie. We'll be right back with bullet points. Pew, pew! Vroom, vroom! Danger Zone Highway! <laughs> Migs! Migs! Get him. Look out! Piles of junk. I can't <laughs> shake him! Very fast is what? the problem. Barely You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. And my favorite naval thing, call the ball. <laughs> bullet points. And our first bullet point is body count. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Top Gun is? Uh, I think it's Gooser people. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, I think it's six. John, Ooh. Ooh. John, John, body hiccup. count, hiccup, seven. Damn. Playing by Price's Right rules, whoever gets the closest without going over wins. You both lose. It was five. I Son was of a say, bitch. I knew it had to be an odd number because everyone else died in pairs except for Goose. Yeah, it's... Hollywood dies alone too. No, no, no. no Hollywood doesn't die. Reader. Hollywood doesn't die. No, oh, Hollywood, that's right. Hollywood and Sundown out. come back. I thought Hollywood was dead and Sundown No, 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 lived, no, no. Because I thought he says, like, they got Hollywood. They got his plan. Yeah, it's okay. the, There's four Migs that get shot down and Goose. And Goose, yeah. gotcha. See, I counted Hollywood. Yeah. So the only American to die in this movie is was killed by another American. Uh, he, he's killed during a training exercise. Well, John, as a person who keeps up on news and events in Japan, you probably are aware that we get a lot of guys that die in training exercises. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Well, it's more of just like... You know how in the 80s the bad guys were always the Russians. We're always worried about the Russians. We got a spy movie. The Russians have infiltrated. Oh, no. And then the Cold War is over, and it's the 90s, and we don't know what to fucking do with ourselves. So, oh, no. We've been infiltrated by spies from another department of the U.S. (laughs) government. (laughs) It's that kind of feeling of, like, only we are strong enough to hurt us. John, I think you're skipping over that large part of the 90s where we just went... Real hard on generic Arabs. Yeah, <laughs> but those generic Arabs always, always, always had a mole in the American government That's helping true. them out. Yeah, well, they wouldn't get any weapons if we weren't supplying them. That was a big trope with all those darn commies too. Yeah, yeah that's right. We always were stealing stuff. Anywho, time for our next bullet point: best kill. Ooh, got it. Give it to me. Mark, best kill. I gotta go with Goose. Ah, All right. Goose injects and snaps his neck onto that canopy. It It is is, super brutal. It is one sound effect away from being hilarious, though. Yeah, if it was a boing sound, it'd be super funny. It's it's like in Amazing Spider-Man 2 when Gwen Stacy dies, and it's just like, that's really funny the way he staged it. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. That's like something out of scary movie. Well, the the bone crack sound they use is so over the top. 
It's very yeah. clearly a person with like a bag of glass going crunch. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it, you get away with it because you can't hear There's the so crunch. There's so much engine noise. Yeah, and like music and stuff. Yeah. You can't hear the crunch uh, over the Harold Faltemeyer synths. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he just like craters under the water yeah, uh, is, the... oh man, if he wasn't dead the first time, he dead then. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I like how we glorify violence on this podcast, yeah, guys. It's called body counts and beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: fake violence rules. Fake violence is the yeah, best. Yeah. Fake violence is very good. John, best kill. Ooh, MIG number two. <laughs> oh yeah. What did you like about it? MIG number one. You're like, obviously, they're gonna get a MIG no, for I sure. Mig number one. But they get MIG number two, and you're like, oh fuck. Are they going to get all these MIGs? <laughs> they don't. Two MIGs bogey out. But, but uh, yeah, MIG 2 really wow. raises the stakes. Big, big choice. Yeah. Big swing there. Oh, yeah. That's a Southland Tales esque <laughs> swing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Patrick, best kill. Oh, I'm all over MIG 1. I'm all over MIG 1 because it doesn't blow the whole MIG up. It just blows up the wing and then it does that fireball thing and it goes down and it's like when Snoopy gets shot out by the. Uh, <laughs> The Red uh, the, Baron? The, the Great Baron. The Red Baron. Speaking of the Red Baron and biplanes... And pizza. Uh, a, a man died during the filming of this movie in his biplane. No way! Yeah, trying to film a stunt. Uh, he went into an inverted spin, and his last words were, I have a problem, a bad problem, and his body and plane were never recovered. Holy Ooh. shit, no kidding. And that's the thing I didn't learn until I was reading about this movie today. Yeah, I didn't know them all. Yeah! Nice. Although, when I die... If my last words can be, well, I've got a problem. I've got a big problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it only works, though, if you're not recoverable. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If I just disappear. Yeah. yeah. Because if I say I've got a problem, I've got a big problem, it's like I was jerking off and my thumb got caught in my zipper <laughs> and I bled to death from my thumb. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, everyone's going to see this. I guess it's just I don't want to die in my sleep. I want to see death coming. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, yeah. Next bullet point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's all sit in that for a while. Best face of death. <laughs> the oh, one where he parachutes into the gator. Yeah. No, it's the monkey surgery. <laughs> oh, God. Remember that time in the early 90s when all we could talk about were faces of death? Yeah. I will say, I feel so much better knowing that movie is fake. That it's all fake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Better and worse. Yeah. Well, like, growing up, like, I remember, like, the big rumor was if you went to, like, a certain part of the library, you could get, you could check out <laughs> Faces of Death. Yeah. Like, it was, like, in a specific, like, different movie's box. Yeah. If you went and got that movie, Faces of Death was in it. Oh, jeez. But and then they'd be like, no, death. excuse me, I have to go play Drug Wars on my TI calculator. Yeah. <laughs> Good game, though. Oh, the best. Yeah. I could never get games to work on my TI calculator. Aww. I didn't have a TI calculator. I got a Casio calculator because it was $50 cheaper and had color screen. Oh, amazing. Ooh. Yeah, dude. It was the, otherwise it was the exact same thing. And they let you actually have it because my school was like, it has to be a TI-83. That was mine, too, because we got to, like, fucking graph. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, all of our books were built for TIs, yeah. and the Casio had very different directions. Functions, yeah. But I just had the manual, <laughs> nice. figured it out. Nice, nice. 
Uh, yeah, so I could never get Tetris to work. Oh no, no! I only ever played Drug Wars. Yeah, yeah, could never get. That. Or also Pimp Wars. There I played Pimp Wars a little too, bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Drug Wars was the big one because you could trade it between yeah. calculators. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna take us to our next bullet point: <laughs> war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> War crime. John, tell me about the war crimes of Top Gun. Uh, well, I mean, like, right off the bat, a foreign hostile power violates our airspace. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> that's, you can't do that. That's literally the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And they're an unidentified foreign power. It's just... Well, no, no, no. We, the audience, just don't get that information. They have markings on their fuselage. Yeah, Red Star. Yeah. yeah, and like, were we to be told what that Red Star means? Communism! Yeah. Oh no! Like just the know. ideal of communism. <laughs> They're just commies. Patrick, war crimes? Mm, probably going into a lady's restroom to try to <laughs> finish your date pickup. Sure, yeah. Yeah, if you're chasing the girl at the bar into the bathroom... There's, there's probably rules against that. Yeah, also, why did the bathroom have double hospital doors? Because it used to be a hospital. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's very true, probably. Mark, war crimes, um, the existence of Top Gun the movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, the idea that the uh, the Hollywood people paid all that money to the U.S. government to make a one hour and 49 minute recruitment video and that the United States Navy set up recruitment stations at movie theaters to trick kids into getting recruited on their way out of the movie. They also (laughs) definitely were able to take footage from Top Gun and just put it in their commercials. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, all that stuff on the actual, like, bridge of the ship is just straight up military B-roll. Yeah. Yeah. They they did shoot some stuff on the ship, but they weren't able to ask for specific things because they weren't allowed. So there was a, one of the things I read was, uh, Tony Scott was on, on set. Tony Scott, brother of Ridley Scott, very, very similar, except replace skill with cocaine. Um, he's <laughs> I'll on the. Go to bat for Tony Scott. No, Tony Scott's not bad. I just wanted to make a fun coke joke. Yeah. So Tony Scott is on like the deck of this aircraft carrier with like this admiral or general or whatever, and he's like, "I want that plane to fucking fly into that sunset." And he's like, "We don't do that shit, sir. Like, do you know how much it costs to do that? It would cost twenty five thousand dollars for that plane." To continue on its course and then come back, and Tony Scott cut a check for twenty five grand <laughs> on the deck, handed it to him, and goes, "Make it do the thing I want." And the guy was like, "Yeah, okay, I guess." Uh, one of the other things I found out in my research is they were only def- able to film two shots of missiles launching from a plane. Yeah, that shit's crazy expensive. Sure, and that's why you have to launch. A rocket. Yes. From a plane. And you can tell which ones are the real ones because it's when the plane is sitting stationary and flat, which almost never happens in a dogfight. You're actually moving around when you fire. So everything else is done with models. But they had done it so well that the government investigated the entire production to see if they snuck in an extra missile shooting shot. <laughs> and when they Without did... Without paying for it? Yeah, and then, like, all, like the uh, the planes they painted black to appear as the MiGs, the U.S. Navy took those and used them as training planes in their own training afterwards. This whole thing is just one big fucking mutual jerk-off between Hollywood and the uh, government. All of those types of movies are, though. Yeah, but this yeah. one is, like, the one. Yeah, yeah, well... 
win the 80s, because there's definitely those John Wayne ones. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like I said, post-World well, War, War II. II. yeah. I was going to say, like, and John Wayne War II, yeah. in the, like, 60s and 70s, when he did Green Beret, the one Vietnam movie he did. Yeah. Oof. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, he could barely walk by them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is Top Gun an action movie? You know, actually, having watched it, it's a hard call. It's got a lot going on with like a car chase movie, but there's not a hell of a lot of action, and the explosions of the MiGs aren't actually that great. Really, what this movie has going for it is one of the best 80s rock songs in history. Yeah. Is what I'm going to go with. John, is Top Gun an action movie? Uh, no. I, I really don't feel like it is. Because, again, any action is going to be flight action. And because this is largely, like, real planes in a real space, it limits so much what you can shoot and how you can shoot it. It's not something like Star Wars where it's all, like, models and you have a lot of really great camera control and you can really lay out the geography of the fight and who's in danger when. Uh, just it, Any of the flight scenes are just barely comprehensible. Yeah, agreed. Mark, is this an action movie? I'm going to agree with you. It is not an action movie. But I will say this about the flight scenes in the movie. Uh, they do look dated to our 2020 eyes, but at the time they were oh, yeah. super ahead of their time. I mean, they were in terms of just like, holy fucking shit, they put a camera on the wing? That's nuts. Well, yeah. And but I mean, like, like, actually following the drama of any of the flight stuff is oh, sure. so hard I'm to just do. talking about it from a like technical standpoint. Yeah. Like shooting these planes to show like the speed and the disorientation that you might feel with planes spinning around. Like I'll give it the the points for the technical achievement. Yeah, like when yeah. when they're fucking spinning out with the goose death right. scene. That's really terrifying. Yeah, I yeah. mean and not since like fucking Howard Hughes's wings had they had something like that. Um, but no, it's not an action movie because there's no punching, there's no kicking, nobody shoots a gun. Yeah. All the explosions... Uh, the MiGs shoot fucking tracer bullets at one point. I fucking love tracer bullets. Yeah, that's a Vulcan cannon. Yeah, that, but that's not like a cool gun. Vulcan cannons are the coolest guns. I Untrue! If you take a Vulcan cannon off a plane and put it on a Jesse Ventura, it's one of the best guns ever. But then we call it a minigun. No, 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 no. You're all forgetting in Metal Gear Solid, the character Vulcan Raven... Who has a fucking Vulcan cannon straight up strapped to his back. Yeah, buddy. It's very cool. The it's a cool good game. In you any guys, case, you guys want to play Metal Gear Solid? In any case, the coolest gun is Johnny Five's fucking laser rifle on his shoulder. <laughs> but no, this is not an action movie because no. it does not feature any... The closest thing we have to a chase scene is Maverick drives off on his motorcycle and then Charlie drives after him, her, him in her very old, broken-looking, shithead, like... Dump car. Yeah. I think you put it best. It looks like a very... It looks like a British sports car before they learned how to design cool sports cars. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
so that's going to be... Uh, like, it looks like something Ian Fleming is driving around on his GoldenEye estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another gin and tonic, please. It's me, Ian Fleming. Uh, Mr. Fleming, we're driving right now. I don't care. It's my own island. I can drink if I want to. Drink if I want to. Drink if I want to. All right. Well, here's a... Uh, let me shake that up for oh, you. Oh, stir it, you fool. You've bruised the gin. <laughs> You never bruise the gin. Never bruise the How gin? do you bruise a liquid? By punching it, John or Mark. <laughs> That's how. You prick. <laughs> what did you say to me, beef eater? Punch. Yeah. And then your gin's bruised. And then there's just like a floating, like, purple. Yep, and like, you can globule. only drink it with peach juice because nothing else is sweet enough. <laughs> Yeah, there's a very delicate alchemy to You're right, I'm sorry. (laughs) Final reviews of Top Gun, Patrick. I want to have gay sex and join the Navy. (laughs) John. I mean, I ain't against that idea. It looks real fun. Mark, I'm for it, not again it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Get the KY muscle grease. Yeah, I will say that of, of, because obviously there was a trajectory of like oily shirtless muscle boys (laughs) in the 80s. But this is like, the the glitter and glean is not there to accentuate the way that it is in like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where it's just like, holy shit, those muscles are real fucking big. Because everyone is like, really lean. Very well built, but yeah, very lean. Yeah, yeah. So it is there to just be like, doesn't this look fun to touch? Yeah. Wouldn't you like to touch this? Looks like real hard from the muscle, but like soft from the gleam. Yeah. It's like, yeah, movie. I'll get behind that. If you cut out all the bullshit military stuff and it's just a movie about guys having a good volleyball game, much better movie. I mean, this movie is borderline just a, like, just a a, a, a romantic, almost romantic comedy that every now and then is like, but what if planes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I think, like, maybe it's a little subversive of Tony Scott to, to take this huge propaganda movie and also be like, hey, also, you know what? Being gay is real cool, too. Don't yeah. forget. That'd be nice. Nice little message in there, Tony Scott. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Rowland. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts of Beer is Patrick River Runs Through It Bromley, John Getting Up and Going Home, Rooney Taylor, and Mark in Sickness and in Health Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.